ahead and turn in your Bibles now to Isaiah 61, verse 1. Isaiah 61, verse 1. We're talking about the power and purpose of pain. Uh, and I've been getting a lot of feedback from so many people how this word has uh, really been impacting you and, and, and ministering to you and helping you get over some things in your life. And I thank God for that. I was also talking to uh, uh, Eddie uh, Escobar there who works in the Mule Creek State Prison. And uh, he was telling me that he's been able to share this in one of his classes. And it's been uh, impacting the lives of of inmates over there in that place. And I think that's an awesome thing. You take this word and you multiply it into other people. And you, because here's what's going to happen. God's going to bring you around hurting people. And you're going to be able to speak into the, their life what that pain is about and how to deal with that. Amen? Yeah, we need to learn how to receive from God. We never just receive from God for us. There's a portion of it that's for you. And then the other portion is for you to give it out. Amen? So you always, Amen? So you always need to be understanding when you're hearing the word. Don't ever say, oh, this isn't for me. It may be for somebody that you know. So receive it like it's for you. Chew it, digest it, get ready to give that to somebody and, and make a change in their lives. Isaiah 61 verse 1, we started with this a few weeks ago, and it says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence and your spirit that is here today. I thank you that the purpose of the anointing is quite clear. It's to bring good news to us. It's to bring healing to the hurting and to the brokenhearted. And we invite the spirit of God to be here and we want your anointing in this place. Let there be an anointing to preach and pull down strongholds in our minds and in our hearts and wrong beliefs. And also, Lord God, to bring healing into our lives so that we can grow and go forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I love Isaiah 61, verse 1. It's Jesus' mission statement. He, he came to earth. He went to the temple. He cracked open the scrolls there, and he declared, and he read this scripture, and he told these, these church people at the time, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. How many know what good news is to the poor? Good news to the poor is you don't have to be poor. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So people that attack, uh, attack the prosperity gospel, they need to look again, okay? I, I know it's, you shouldn't even call it prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about the imbalances of it, but the truth that God has died on the cross so that we could be prosperous in life, so that we can be blessed to be a blessing. I'm not talking about the imbalances of it and making it all about the blessing. It's not. It's about using what God's given us so that we can impact other people. But it is good news to the poor that they don't have to be poor anymore. And it also says here, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And we've been talking about pain and the, uh, and the importance that Jesus' mission was to come to heal. And if his anointing is in our lives, we've been called to declare good news. And we've also been called to heal brokenhearted people. It also says to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who, who are bound. And so when we started this series, we began to look at an, an understanding of that fact that this, he has sent you to heal. Every person here is an agent of healing. Let me ask you this. Are you bringing healing to people? Or are you bringing more pain? 
Are you a pain to your boss at your job? Or are you one that's bringing solutions, answers, healing? You know, what, what kind of a family member are you to your family? Are you somebody that's bringing healing? Are you the one they call when they need help? Or are you, there, are you the one that they're avoiding? You see, if Jesus is in you, we've got to begin to identify more with him and be a healer rather, rather than an afflictor of pain. Amen? Amen? Also says this, the purpose of the anointing is to heal and remove pain. Now, that's an awesome thing because we are surrounded by pain. And we looked at this. The word pain means physical or emotional suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury, something that, cause, that causes great care or trouble. So pain is something that causes suffering or discomfort. And we began to look at pain points, I've been calling them, these, these truths about pain. And the first one we talked about, just to give you a quick review, is that pain must be dealt with in your life. You can't, you can't brush it under the rug. You can't just, you know, go on and think that time will heal it. Time does not heal pain, okay? Unconfronted pain will multiply in your life, all right? That means if you let that thing sit there and you're like, no, nah, I'm straight, I'm good, guess what? It ain't going nowhere. Matter of fact, it's going to grow like a virus, so you keep telling yourself that you're good, that she didn't break your heart, that you weren't messed up over that breakup. Guess what? That thing's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you'll sit down with somebody and you'll talk, talk about it, if you'll take it to the Lord and say, you know what? I'm hurt. My dad hurt me. My mom hurt me. My ex hurt me, you know, and you begin to acknowledge it, you begin to deal with it, then it can begin to be healed up. But if you just want to keep acting like you're not bothered, you're okay, and, and you're really not, that thing is just going to grow and grow and grow. And so we looked at what the Bible, we looked at the Bible and understand that the Bible is a book about pain and understanding that God is an authority on pain. Uh, we know that it's a book about pain because what's it about? It's about Jesus getting back humanity from, from what Satan did in the earth. Now, why is that a painful thing for God? Because you got to remember, God created Lucifer. And God gave Lucifer a platform. God empowered Lucifer as an agent in heaven to lead praises, to be a part of the team. And what does Lucifer do as a part of the team? He goes and he causes division in heaven, which unfortunately is some of the same things that happens in churches. It's the same spirit, Luciferian spirit, people that split churches and different things like that. That's a Luciferian thing. But you got to understand how much that hurt God the Father. That Satan, the, the person that he created, empowered, gave him his authority, now began to speak against God. Now began to, to uh, uh, act out of, out of hand against God. So much so that he took a third of, of the angels with him. And we know them to now be devils. And I always think it's important to point out that so many people make, so much, uh, um, make such a big deal about Satan and demons and his power. But you got to understand this. He only got a third of the angels. That's it. Heaven's still got two thirds. Come on, somebody. Got no business fearing a demon or, feeling, or fearing hell because we outnumber them two to one. Amen? I always like to maybe make sure we're exposing that because I still, it, it still bothers me that some Christians still fear the devil. You don't fear the devil, amen? He's defeated foe. You've got to know who you are and whose you are. 
So the Bible is a book about pain, and that was some of what God experienced with pain. He's experienced the pain of betrayal, and, and then we know God experienced the pain of loss when he creates a son in Adam, and his son turns against him and chooses to go another way. Those things are painful. Then he experienced the pain of loss as he sends his only begotten son, Jesus, into the earth. And Jesus is crucified and he dies. And the, and the Bible tells us that that pain in God's heart was so excruciating. But yes, Jesus was rose again. And, but see, God understands our pain. And the Bible is a book about pain. And we have to deal with that pain. Number two, the second pain point we talked about was that every destructive thing that we do is a reaction to an invisible pain which is another reason you got to deal with it. Think of all the bad habits, all the things going on in your life. There is a line connected to some kind of pain in your life. Uh, drug addicts aren't just drug addicts simply because they like how it makes them feel. There's, it's connected to a pain. They're medicating something. Uh, alcoholics, same type of thing. Overeaters, same type of thing. There's pain connected to the destructive things we do in our lives. What would happen if you would go and deal with that pain? You know what would happen? The destructive behaviors would begin to leave and weaken. But see, most of us, we want to deal with the symptoms. We only want to touch the symptoms. Listen, sometimes you got to go and uncover the pain, and you got to be real honest with yourself. And I know that's not a lot of fun. A lot of us don't like to rehearse, go back, and I don't want to deal with that again, and blah, blah, blah. But listen, if you're still hurting, it needs to be taken care of. It needs to be operated on because until you deal with it, you, there, every destructive thing you'll, you do is connected to it. So if the pain is there, there'll always be destructive things connected to it. We talked about people, you know, that like to fight and people that are offensive, people that act like jerks and always want to put other people down and gossip and backbite. What does that cause? You're hurting. Anybody that hates on you, they're hurting. You know, it ain't about you. It ain't that they just don't like you. They don't like themselves. What would happen if you could be honest with yourself and deal with the pain? I'll tell you what would happen. Your life would change. So we talked about that. Number three, we talked about pain ignored only increases. And, and, and we mentioned that already, that if you just ignore it, it's going to continue to grow. Uh, we also looked at Psalms 107, 17, 20. It says there that you can put that on the screen, that fools because of their transgression and because of the iniquities were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death, and then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. Verse 20, and he sent his word, and it healed them, and he delivered them from their destructions. This is why you don't take church lightly, because as the word is coming forth, God is healing you. God is helping you in the areas that you're hurting. That's why it's important that every day you crack open that word and you get in that word because that word, it is medicine to your soul. It is medicine to your bones. It will help heal you. It will help keep you on track. That word also insulates you from the outside world. That means you don't have to be afraid to get around worldly people if you're filled up with God's word. His word will keep you. It will insulate you. It will protect you. But you got to love his word. You know, the old school saints, old school Christians went to church just to kind of get their deal in. You know, I got to go do my religious deal. I went to church. Well, what did the preacher say? I don't know. You didn't go to church. You sat in a chair and daydreamed. That's what you did. But you got to come. That's why I always, I, I, you know, I, I encourage you, take notes. Write stuff down. 
You know, you just sit there. It's proven. Universities have proven. You, you, uh, you remember two times as much when you write something down as opposed to if you just sit there and listen to it. You know, it's important that you take the word serious. You get an appetite for the word. It says there in Psalms 107 that their soul abhorred all manner of food. We talked about that. Food speaks of doctrine. When you're not doing good, you hate the word. You got no appetite for the word. But it says here, they drew near to the gates of death. So mo- a lot of us in here, we'd rather be doing other things that are taking, down us, uh, taking us down a destructive path than be in God's word. You got to fix that. It's amazing to me now how movies, somebody said this earlier, I heard someone, a uh, preacher say this, that movies are getting longer and ch- church services are getting shorter. How is it people will go now and sit, and sit down and watch a two and a half hour movie and be cool with it, but the preacher goes an hour and 15, hour and a half, we're all upset. You want to know why? Because this scripture is working in your life. You got no love for the word. You'd rather go down an offensive path and you abhor the food of God. And we got to not be like that because his word is what gives us substance. His word is what feeds us. Amen. Amen. And so we looked also here at uh, uh, where we have verse uh, number pain point number three, pain ignored increases. Then we said number four, pain is an indicator that you have a problem. We watched that little uh, clip of that young lady who was born without the ability to feel pain. And that young girl chewed off, almost chewed off her tongue because she had no indicator in her life. She, had no, she could not feel pain. So she did not know when she was doing wrong. She did not know when she was doing something that could hurt her. Did you know I just described a lot of Christians? They're numb to pain. And the Bible says your conscience in the New Testament can be seared when you keep disobeying, 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 disobeying. You no longer feel the pain of conviction. And now you can continue to sleep with your girlfriend, even though you're not married to her and you don't even feel bad about it. Where before, the first time you did it, you felt horrible about it. You knew you sinned against God. You knew you did something wrong, but you keep not listening. You keep being unrepentive. You keep having sex before marriage. And now it ain't no big deal. Now you got these excuses for it, and you don't even feel convicted about it. That's a problem. And that's why we've got to be careful of the churches we go to, of people that are afraid to offend uh, the churchgoers. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm not talking about just offending people for the sake of offending you, but sometimes the word is going to cut you. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that the word is a two-edged sword. Last time I checked, the sword will cut you. I don't know about you, but there have been times I've been in the word, and that word has cut me and said, ooh, you need to change. Ooh, you ain't doing right. Ooh, you got devils. How about that scripture? Yeah, that'll come up in you. You're bound up, son, and that stuff don't feel good. Don't feel good, but you know what? We need it. Why? Because that pain keeps us uh, on the right path. It keeps us having right boundaries. And so we we saw that clip with the young lady, and we understand that pain is not just a curse. It's a blessing because when you feel that pain, it tells you that something has to change. We also talked about this. You must participate in the exit of pain which means pain's not going to leave you on its own. You got to get up and do something about it. Amen? Amen. We joked about this, but if you're uh, raised in a Mexican family, Mexicans don't go to the doctor. Amen? You walk that junk off. Amen? You put some lemon on it, you know, or drink some 7-Up, mijo, you know. 
you do something, but you don't go to the doctor. Let me tell you, we got to shake that kind of thing. Listen, if you're in pain, talk to somebody, okay? If you're in pain, you got to do it because they ain't never going to leave until you get involved in the exit of it. We can't be these kind of men. Man, we can't kind of be the kind of men, oh, I'm straight, I'm good. You're not good. You're angry. You're bitter. Your wife's paying the price for it. Your kids are paying the price for it. Deal with that pain and so that everybody else can have a better life. Amen? Amen. So pain ignored will increase. Okay, pain is an indicator uh, of that something is wrong. And then we went into number five. Is this all right? I want you to catch this. Uh, number five, we talked about all pain has a reason. Some pain is created in the mind. Some of you, you inflict pain because you believe wrong things. Uh, some pain uh, is, is created there. Some people won't release in their mind. The only thing you have to conquer is your mind in life. Sometimes you got to deal with those wrong thoughts, but all pain has a reason. Some pain is the result of disobeying the laws of God. You know, it ain't never going to leave until you get right sometimes. And sometimes pain is the result of obeying the laws of God. And many times when you're living right, there's pain that comes to you there. We've got to be able to identify why am I in pain? And if it's pain because I'm doing something right, then you stay the course. You pray. You seek God for the grace to get you out of the pain of it, and he will. Uh, if it's pain because you're disobedient, deal with the disobedience, and the pain will leave. Amen? Amen. Number six, we talked about nobody else can feel your pain. Why is that so important? Because there have been so many people that get mad at other people, and they say things like, well, you weren't there for me. You haven't been there what I, what I needed. When, when this thing happened, I didn't feel you were there. Many times, it's not that people aren't there. It's just that we expect them to feel our pain. And we, and we said this last week, nobody can feel your pain. The only one that can actually feel your pain is Jesus. He's the only one. Here's another thing we talked about. Your spouse cannot feel your pain. I know you want your wife to feel what it's like to, to go to work, come home, pay the bills, all that, but she can't. She can't feel your pain. Ladies, I know you want your husband to feel what you're going through. Instead, you tell him what you're going through, and he goes, oh, babe, it's going to be all right, and you get mad at him because to you, that's not enough. You want him to feel, well, you know what? Take that yoke off of him. He ain't never going to feel what you're going through. She ain't never going to feel what you're going through. Take that stuff to God and set your spouse free because nobody can really uh, experience your pain with you. We talked about that. Number seven, okay? Did we get under this one last week, somebody? Number seven, we said that pain is the price for change and that understanding that change uh, comes with pain. And this is where people destroy their lives. Catch me now. This is where people quit stuff. This is where people don't understand, high school student. You're going to go to college. It's going to be different. You're going to have to change. And, you know, when you change, you're going to experience pain. And this is where many people, when they experience pain, they quit. Well, I didn't like college. No, you didn't want to change. Because in order to grow, you got to change. You don't want to get, we got to understand this, people. Growth is important. You got to be wanting to grow as a man, as a husband, as an individual, as a wife, whatever you are. You should want to grow and get better. But if you're going to grow, understand this. You got to go through some uncomfortable times. You got to go through some pain. OK, we talked about this. Understanding this. If you're single and you're going to get married, marriage causes you to grow. Therefore, you will experience so when you get married and that first year isn't what you thought it would be because you've been watching too many Disney movies, 
Don't quit. It's a part of it. Because what's happening? You're, being, you're changing. You're growing. Somebody's calling you on that stuff that you've been living with for too long. You don't just get to come home and be tired after work. You got to come home and love on somebody and treat them right. You don't just get to come home and be grumpy with everybody. Oh, come on, somebody. You ain't hearing me. You don't get to say, I'm not a morning person no more. Well, guess what? You got a husband you waking up next to. You better start being a morning person or he's going to leave you. Y'all don't want to hear me this morning. You don't, you don't get those luxuries anymore to buy whatever you want. Oh, I saw some new shoes at Macy's. So? Did you enjoy looking at them? Because I hope you didn't buy them without talking to me about it because we have a budget together. Oh, there's that new widescreen TV. I'm going to get that. Oh, no, you're not. We need to talk about this now because we grow, we change. It ain't just your money no more. It's our money. I can get no amens on that one. It's not just about what you want anymore. It's about what we want. And that hurts. And that's where single people say, oh, I don't know why I got married and quit. And they want to quit. Singles, you got to get ready. But then what else happens then? We grow some more and we have babies. And then you got to grow again. Because now it ain't just about you, you, you get this thing down. Yeah, we cool. We won. And then you have a baby. And now you got to grow some more. What is that? Pain. Pain. Listen, don't go to Facebook complaining about your kids. Grow. Change. Go through it. I was up all night with the baby. That's what babies do. You should have thought about that before you had one. I don't feel sorry for you on Facebook when you're posting that. I'm not going to lick those wounds because, hey, we all been through it. Babies cry. Deal with it or don't have them. Well, y'all ain't ready for me today. So, so these things happen. What, what's happening in our lives? We're growing. Growth equals change. Change causes us to lose things, and that loss equals pain. What do we lose when we get married? You lose, you lose certain liberties. You just do. Get over it. It'll make you stronger. What do you lose when you have kids? You lose money. Come on, somebody. You lose time. You don't get to do what you used to do anymore. If you got kids, quit going to the club. That ain't for you. You don't even look right up in there. Oh, Lord. You, you got to stop. You got to change. See, it's loss. It's loss. Okay? But we don't want to lose because it's hurtful. We, we want those. No, those days are gone, buddy. Those are gone. You, you ain't that guy anymore. You got kids. You got kids. You got to grow. You got to change. Is it painful? Yes, it is. But you'll make it. Amen? Amen. Whatever next season you're wanting is going to involve pain. Some of you in here believing for that promotion at work. You want, oh, man, if I could just get that promotion, life is going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You'll make more money, but it's going to hurt. There's a reason they pay that next level more than you. You know why they pay the person above you more than you? Because they got to endure more pain than you. And so you're just looking at the money. Oh, I can't wait to get that position. If I get that position, oh, it's going to be on and popping. It's going to be on and popping financially, but it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt because there's some pain involved in management. There's some pain involved in ownership. You know, some people say, oh, if I could just own my own business, it's going to be awesome. Oh, it will be awesome if you can endure the pain. 
There's pain involved in being a leader. And so we need to understand that pain is the price for change. Where there's no pain, uh, then, then you got to understand you won't gain. We know, that, we know that saying, no pain, no gain. There's so much truth in that. Amen? Now let's look at number eight here. Number eight, another pain point here is this. Pain is the price for promotion. Pain is the price for promotion. Why is this important for you to understand? Because think about what your next level is. What is your next level in life? Is it to get a better position at your job? Is it to be in the ministry? Is it to be a leader? Is it to get married? Is it to have kids? Is it to go to college? Whatever it is, pain is the price for that promotion. So you're going to have to go through a season of uncomfortableness. You're going to have to grow. It's going to hurt. So you're going to, when it begins to hurt, you're going to remember my voice and you're going to remember this message so that you don't give up and quit. We've got to understand, remember, it's important that we recognize where pain comes from. And when you understand that this pain that I'm going through right now is simply because I've stepped up, you're going to be okay. Listen, being great, you can't be weak. Being great, you can't be a complainer. Being, be, to be a great mom, you can't post stupid stuff on Facebook complaining about your life. To be a great dad, you can't, you can't whine and complain. You've got to be able to deal with pain. Don't whine and complain. Deal with pain. Oh, hallelujah. I'm about to rhyme on you today. Pain's the price for promotion. So what is your next level? There's pain tied to it. And this is where many people go, whoa, 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 okay. I, I, I guess I'm pretty good where I'm at. Right? This is what the children of Israel did. God gave them a promise. I'm taking you out of Egypt. I'm bringing you into a land that is a promise to you. I'm going to bless you. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. They got all excited. Oh, boy. That is so awesome. But did you ever think about where milk and honey comes from? Milk comes from cows. With cows, there's bulls. Amen? Bulls got horns. Amen? Especially when you're trying to milk their cows. Amen? There's a battle to get that milk. Where, do, where does honey come from? Bees. What do you got to do to get bees, to get honey? You got to get past the bees. To get that honey, you're going to get stung. See, we get excited about the promises of God. But then the, then the Bible also tells us this. They went to spy out the land. And what did they find in their promised land? They found giants. And it was at that point that the children of Israel said, you know what, we're, we're straight. It's kind of nice in this wilderness here. <laughs> but there were two guys that said, no, 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 we, we could take them. God is with us. Because these two guys, Joshua and Caleb, you know what they saw? They saw, we can take this. We just got to go through the pain of killing giants. They're the only two that made it in. This is why the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. People get excited about, oh, I got destiny on my life. I got a calling on my life. And then they find out what the price is, pain. And they don't want to do it. Whoa, whoa. Um, I'm straight right here. Uh, I, I'm going I'm to serve God here. And then we make up things like, oh, well, God's using me here. You're settling because you don't want to pay the price for promotion. 
Amen? You got to pay the price for it, okay? Israel didn't want to do it. So what happens? Joshua and Caleb, only ones that make it into the promised land. The rest of them, you know what happens to them? They die. They die. Never receiving the promise because they never wanted to go through the price of pain. You got to be able to look at your life sometimes and recognize when the pain that you're going through is a good pain and it's, or it's a bad pain. And when it's good pain, grin and bear it. Amen? This is good for me. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Mm, yeah, God's growing me up. Amen? Because when you do that, you understand if pain is the price for promotion, what will follow the pain you're going through? Two people got it. Promotion. Amen? If pain is the price, what do I get in return for going through pain? Promotion. So anytime you recognize I'm, I'm, this, is, this is hard, this has been painful, understand this, that only means promotion's on the other side. So you're at your job, you're working your job, it's getting unbearable. It's getting hard. You're almost hating your job. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, it's so hard to be here. Stop yourself and go, wait a minute, this is pain. On the, if I can get through this, on the other side is going to be promotion. Changes your attitude. It changes your attitude. You'll stop posting stupid stuff. You'll stop complaining about life. Listen, complaining is the, it's the language of slaves. Complaining is what the Israelites did about being delivered from Egypt. They just complained about the food God gave them. Complained and complained. That's the language of slaves. Stop it. Don't complain about your husband. Don't complain about your wife. Don't complain about your job. Don't complain about the weather. Come on, somebody. Don't complain about South Sacramento. Don't complain about America. Quit complaining and start praising. Praise is the language of champions. Complain. Every time you post something crazy, you're just showing you're a slave still. You're a slave. Come up out of that. Amen? Pain is the price for promotion. So God sees pain, the pain of the righteous, as a seed of promotion. Okay? That's how God sees it. God uses pain as an exchange for blessing and promotion. This is where we lose a lot of people because the minute walking in their calling is getting a little tough, they pull back. Listen, if you're called of God, it's going to be hard. But you know what's on the other side of, of that hardness? Promotion. Is being single, a Christian single hard for you right now? Embrace it. Embrace it. Oh, this is, ooh, this is getting tough. Oh, this is, a, this is the 23rd Friday night I've been alone. Oh, this is tough. All my friends are going out. Ooh, I ain't been kissed by a woman in, ooh, I don't know how long. Ooh, it's getting tough. But on the other side of that is promotion. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said on the other side of that is promotion. So you got to be strong in God. Or you can buckle and be like every other person out there that don't know God, which is what so many weak Christians do. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So many weak single, I'm hitting the singles today. So many weak single Christians can't handle that pain. So they'll go out and date a loser just to ease the pain. But you know what they're doing? They're exchanging one pain for a worse pain. And that pain's name is Sheila. 
Hope there's no Sheila's in here. Oh, oh. <laughs> that pain you got now, Jamarcus, keep my fingers crossed. I'm making up names now. I don't want to hit nobody. It's different than the pain of doing right. Doing right's going to have some pain. But on the other end is the promotion. See, we don't understand that in the church. And the minute we start hurting, it gets too hard, we flake out. You want to have a better marriage? Go and get some pain. What's that pain? I don't like counseling. Endure it. Go through it. Get some help. You'll come out with a better marriage. But see, we don't want to feel pain of uncomfortability, so we don't do it. We need to be able to recognize which pain it is that we're going through and then embrace it. Amen? Serving God is hard sometimes. It's not always the funnest thing to be in the nursery on a Sunday. Endure it. Promotion's on the other side of it. It's not always awesome and a fun time to come and be the first ones here setting up this place. Endure it. Promotion's on the other side. Whatever you're doing for God, sometimes when you're feeling pain, it's because he's getting ready to promote you if you can come through the pain. Are you tracking with me today? So what, what is it going to be? You've got to learn and understand pain. God uses pain as an exchange for blessing and promotion. So you're saying, God, give me that raise. God, take me here. God, make me a man of God. There's going to be some pain involved. Amen? If you can endure the pain and take it to him, because the pain is either going to make you better or bitter. We've heard that so many times, but it's the truth. If you, could, you, if you allow that pain to make you bitter, it takes you out. If you allow that pain to make you better, you say, well, how do I do that? You take your pain to God. It's hard to be a Christian sometimes. Every level you go is harder. But can you, can you endure it? If you can endure it, this is the blessing of serving the Lord. If you can endure it, if you can get through it with his help, you get promoted. So before my wife came, I spent eight years single. Didn't date nobody, wasn't getting kisses, wasn't getting nice little, you know, uh, gifts from girls, didn't go on dates, eight years. Now I was sitting there, oh, Lord, you got to bring her. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> friends, friends are getting married. Oh, yes, I'm so happy for you. Awesome. <laughs> Amen. Yeah holding that thing because you know what I knew was on the other side my wife Pastor Tina right that's how you get there that's I don't know how you trying to get there you're trying to get there sampling folks <laughs> this ain't cost life ain't Costco you know let me try that on let's go down this aisle hey You got to endure the pain. You know, and this is where we get weak as Christians. We complain about being Christian because we can't do stuff. And endure that. Endure that. Moms and dads, recognize when your kids just got to endure stuff. Don't bail them out. Well, you know, I let him go because, no, he's a Christian. He needs to learn. Sometimes you're going to be successful in life. You got to learn to say no. You got the right to say no. You got to say no sometimes. You got to be the only one in the school that ain't going sometimes. Oh, but mijo, what, but I don't want, no, no, no. You got to talk to him. You got to teach him. You got to help him. You got to help him in another way. Listen, son, I won't let you go there, but I will take you here. Listen, I can't, I can't let you go and be crazy like them folks, but I can take you over here and you can have fun there. But we've got to teach the generations that there is pain involved in serving God, and that's okay. Amen? Amen? We can't be a generation of babies. 
They don't want to feel no pain. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes serving God is going to be hard. But remember, when you go through the pain, guess what's on the other side? Promotion. Apply that to your life this week. See what begins to happen when you recognize, man, this pain is, not, is trying to get me to quit, but I'm going to stick it out because God is using this pain as a seed for my promotion. Amen? This is, it, we've got to understand that pain is the price for change. You're gonna want, you want a better marriage? It's going to cost you. You want to be a better mom, better dad? It's going to cost you. See, we want, we want everything free. Come up out of that poverty thing that only wants to get free stuff. You're going to have to pay for stuff. You're going to pay somehow. I'm not just talking about money. You're going to pay with time. You're going to pay with effort. You're going to be uncomfortable at times. There's going to be things you've got to go through to get to the other side. But let's just let's quit just saying it and pay the price for the change that we want. Amen? This is better than you're letting on. So pain is the price for promotion. So let, let me prove this to, uh, to you in another way here. We see that Joseph in the Bible was somebody that lived this and is our example of this in Genesis chapter 50, 19 through 20. What happens to Joseph? Well, Joseph gets sold into slavery by his brothers, okay? Well, first they beat him up, throw him in a pit. Then he's sold into slavery. His brothers do all this kind of stuff. He goes into slavery, becomes a slave, and then he's uh, framed as a rapist. Come on, somebody. Potiphar's wife says, hey, this guy tried to rape me. He says, what are you talking about? They put him in the slammer. The Bible says they throw him into the deepest part of the dungeon. He works his way out. I mean, this guy's life is horrible. But you know what he does? He never gets bitter. He never gets mad at his brothers, his fathers. And a matter of fact, in verse 19 in, in chapter 50, he says this. He tells his, his, his brothers, he says, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. See, Joseph had a revelation. He let his pain be used for his promotion. And so he, what happens in Joseph's life? Well, he goes through all that. Then he interprets the dream. And in one day, he goes from the prison to the palace. And when he gets to the palace, he's in a position to bless his family. And they come before him because they know they inflicted a lot of pain on him. And what does he say? He says, don't trip. You meant it to destroy me. But listen to what he says. But God used it for my promotion. God used it. And there are times when God will use the pain that you're going through for your promotion. So quit crying about it. Tell your neighbor, quit crying about it. Tell them with a little bit of attitude. Let them feel that. Why don't you quit crying? I know I'm going to start a fight. So look at Then we see Jesus, okay? We, we look at Jesus. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2, it says this. Therefore, we also, since we were surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, lay us aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Now, here it is. The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus had to go through the pain of the cross to get through the throne. See, most people in America want a crossless Christianity. What, is, what, what did Paul tell us? Pick up your cross. You pick up your cross and you follow Christ daily. 
A lot of demons would like to slay me, but because of him, they have to obey me. Oh, sorry, I slipped into a freestyle right there. <laughs> Just slipped into a freestyle. My bad. Excuse me. You can't have a crossless Christianity, y'all. You can't. You can't have it. Because where there's no picking up your cross, there's no promotion. Jesus, Jesus set the pattern for us. And what he's telling us is this. Anything you go through for my sake, promotion's on the other side. Promotion's on the other side. So you got to go through stuff. Pick up that cross. We can't be Christians in America that don't want to go through nothing. This is what we have in a lot of Christian churches. We've got people, the minute they feel pain, they leave. They're not committed to nothing. The minute you challenge them, they leave. The minute you start talking about money, they leave. The minute you start telling them you need to serve, they bolt. Listen, don't do that. Christianity, any, any, any area of promotion you want in your life, it's going to come with some pain. But when you're enduring that pain, understand this, pain comes with a promise. And the promise is promotion is on the other side. That's what happened to uh, Joseph. That's what happened to Jesus. And so here it is. As a Christian, you got to toughen up. Buttercup. You got to toughen up. Where do we get this thing that we just complain and, oh, it's so hard and my conditions aren't perfect. They ain't never going to be perfect. That's why we need God. Amen? Pain is the price for promotion. So when it gets hard serving him, understand what it is. God's growing me up. He's stretching me. Let's go to the next one, number nine. I'm going to finish these today. I only got 10. Number nine, pain is a sign that something must change. Pain is a sign that something must change. What is it that's causing you pain in your life? Something's got to change. And here's the thing. Either you got to change or your situation has to change. If you're miserable, something's got to change. Some of you need to surrender all the way to Jesus. Some of you need to go back to the thing he asked you to do before that you haven't been doing. You've been miserable since that time. Something's got to change. Pain is a sign that something must change. We've talked a little bit about that before. Let's go to the last one, number 10. If you focus on pain, it only grows. If you focus on pain, it only grows. Now, I put this as the last one because it seems like, well, how does this fit? You've been saying we've got to deal with pain. You've been saying we've got to dig it up. You've been saying we've got to talk about it. You've been saying we've got to get help. Yes, we need to do those things. But what I'm talking about is camping out in your pain. That's something you do not want to do. Here's the thing you've got to do and understand about dealing with pain. You only talk about pain with people that can help you out of it. Remember that. You only talk about pain with people that can help you out of it. That's the complete opposite of what some of us do. We go to other people that can't do nothing for us and tell them all about our misery. Go get your hair done. Come on. What's it like in that, what's it like in that uh, beauty salon? Everybody's talking about their pain, complaining, and there's not a person in there that can help you out of it. Girl, you know what my ex did. Blah, blah, blah. Why, you need, why are you telling them? You're telling the wrong people. Hold that and tell it to the people that can help you with it. Because if you focus on pain and you camp there, it grows. 
So what, what can we do to stop talking about pain? Number one, stop talking, I'm, I'm, stop talking about it. I mean, what I meant to say was what can we do to stop focusing on pain is number one, stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. Only talk about it to those that can help you out of it. Is every other post in your social media about something you're going through? It's wasted, wasted words, wasted time. Stop talking about it. Why, if we spend 10 minutes with you, does that pain come up? That's a good way to, to never have a second date. That's a word for somebody in here. Well, they didn't call me after that first date because all you came out of you was pain, pain, pain. And what is our nature to do? Get away from pain. Yeah, I just helped somebody right there. I hope you got that. Stop talking about it so much. Why do you need to tell everybody what your husband did, your ex did? Why do you need to tell everybody about your negative experience at that other church, what that pastor did to you? Why has it always got to come out of you? Quit talking about it. Move on. Number two, stop rehearsing it. Stop rehearsing your pain. Over and over, talking more about it, thinking about it, dwelling on it. That's why it's growing. That's why it's gotten worse. And here's the thing. The more you rehearse it, the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets. It probably wasn't even that bad. But now you've talked about it so dang much. You've thought about it so dang much. It's gotten huge. It's gotten like, oh, they, they, they abused you. Oh, they, they, they massacred you. What they, oh, man, they did it. Well, it probably wasn't even that if you're honest with yourself. But you've caused it to magnify by rehearsing it, talking about it. You got to stop doing that. If you focus on pain, it'll grow. But here's the other thing it'll do. Undoubt with pain will also paralyze you. It'll paralyze you. What does that mean? It means it stunts your growth. Being hurt can keep you in the state you were in when you got hurt. I talked to people, you know, there was a situation that I was around years back. It's probably been about 10 years now. And it was a situation with a church and a pastor, and everybody in that congregation was so hurt with this pastor, and, and they were so mad. Now, granted, it's been 10 years. And when I, get, when I see some of those people that were a part of that church, and they talk about it, in their mind and the way they're describing it, it's like it happened yesterday. And I'm sitting here going, wow. They're talking, oh, yeah, I can't believe, you know, I still see some of those people and blah, blah, blah. And they're talking about it like it happened yesterday, and it really happened 10 years ago. But see, what's happened is they have never left the place of their pain. Think about that for a moment. There are some Christians in this room. You haven't grown because you haven't let go of the pain. That's why some men are in their 40s and 50s, and they're still boys on the inside, because they have never grown past the place of their pain. That's why some young ladies in here, remember how old you were when that first dude broke your heart? You're still there. You're still that young teenage girl, even though you're well into your 20s and 30s. Because if you don't let go of that pain, it'll keep you in that state that you were when you were hurt. You've all experienced it. You've all been around somebody that acted like a teenager and they're in their 30s. They get hurt so easy. 
Come on, you've been around. Some of you men know what I'm talking about. You get around this guy. He looks tough on the exterior. He's in his 40s or 50s, and he's, he's big and bad, but he gets his feelings hurt so easy like a kid. That's what I'm talking about. They're stuck. They haven't grown. Listen, people, you got to deal with stuff, but don't camp there. Don't stay there. It shouldn't always be on, the, on, on, the, on your mind. Every time you're going through something, oh, it comes up. It shouldn't be the thing that you always go to when you're talking about things. If you focus on your pain too much, it will increase. And you don't want it to increase. You want it to leave. So the last thing here, that's 10 pain points. Let me give you this. How do we heal the pain? It's so simple, but, but most people miss it, Okay. And, and this is why, and I said this during the first week, most of us like external anointings. We like when God, through his sovereignty, comes and he, through, outside an, uh, through an outside anointing of a pastor, a prophet, apostle, evangelist, teacher, somebody, they come, and we have those moments where they lay hands, they prophesy over us, they do these things, and the, the anointing breaks the yoke. But the anointing that breaks the yoke that is referred to in Isaiah is not an outside anointing. And I've shared this with you before. The word there in the original Hebrew means fatness. All right? Amen. Everybody say fatness. So that word there for anointing means fatness. Okay? And what it's talking about is when it says the anointing breaks the yoke, the anointing that it's talking about is an inward anointing that as it increases or gets fatter, the anointing breaks the yokes that are on you. Are you seeing this? So here's what, I'm, here's what the scripture is really saying. When you grow, you break the yokes. When you grow, you break the yokes on your life. So you know that thing you've been struggling with since you were 12? Grow in God and the yoke breaks. You know that pain that you've been carrying since you were 18? Grow in God and the anointing breaks. But here's the problem. Ain't nobody growing. We just want the man of God to come, zap us, lay us out on the ground. We just want to come to an altar. And th listen, I don't want to belittle those things. There are those times. We need altar time. We need hands laid on us. We need all that. But sometimes you've got to understand the way God is going to deliver you is through the anointing that is within you. And as the anointing increases and grows, and as you grow, the things that are yoked to you, remember a yoke is that thing they put on an ox so that he could pull a plow. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that sits on the shoulders and, it, and it's, it's yoked to him so he can pull a plow. Some of us are pulling burdens and we're yoked down with pain and sin and addictions and problems. And the way that thing's going to come down is when you just grow up. It's like, and I've said this before, it's like that picture of uh, Bruce Banner becoming the Hulk. You know, you know, Bruce got that shirt on, you know, and he becomes the Hulk, and he rips out of that shirt, and it's just destroyed. That's what happens if you will just grow up. The stuff you've been carrying will break off your life. The insecurities, the fears, the anger, the bitterness, the pain, it will begin to leave your life. But you know what it takes to grow? Change. What does chain equal, change equal? Loss. 
What does loss produce? Pain. So you see we're back in this cycle right here. And every time you begin to change, it hurts a little bit, you pull out. Now, please, I'm not pointing stones or, or point, pointing fingers or anybody like this, but we see this many times with a discipleship process. People are excited. Oh, I want to be part of discipleship. Yes, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to grow in God. And then it's a little hard. What? I got to be there twice a month? But what about if I have this going? Nope, you need to cancel that and be here. Oh, I don't like that. Why? Because it hurts. You lost just a little bit of freedom. And they pull out of discipleship. They don't come no more. And please, if you've done that, I'm not talking about you. You know, I'm just saying, you maybe need to re-examine re that. Finish stuff. Finish stuff. Be a finisher. You can get back in it. It's all right. But, I, but we see this a lot. People get so excited. Yes, I'm going to get discipled. And then now you got somebody, when you post something saying, hey, why'd you put that on there? That's kind of crazy. You've been reading your word. I don't like anybody in my business. See, that's painful. You got some accountability now. We don't like that because it don't feel good. It's painful. Endure the pain, my brother. Endure it, and you'll grow. And when you grow, promotion comes. Amen? Are you tracking with me? Because the goal is this. You want to remove pain in your life? Here's the goal, guys. This is it. I spent three weeks talking to you about this. You want to get that pain out of your life from what your dad did to you, your mom did to you, for what your, for what your ex did to you, for whatever was done to you, what you did to yourself? Here is the key. You got to grow. You got to grow. You got to outgrow that pain. Because ain't nobody, listen, dad ain't coming and apologizing. He might be dead. I don't know. Your ex ain't going to call you up and say, oh, baby, I'm so sorry I did all that to you. It ain't going to happen. It might not happen. Right? So you're going to stay in that state? Make a choice. Make a choice. Make a choice. Make a choice. Don't play games. Make a choice. Make a choice, Linda. Make a choice, Cheeto. Make a choice, Jack. See, we want something to come in and take it out. What I hear the Spirit of God saying is commit to your growth and see what begins to happen. Commit to it. Let me prove it to you right here as I let you go. How do we get rid of pain? The first thing we started with, Psalms 107. Psalms 107, verse 20, it says this. He sends his word, it heals them. The word is going to heal you. Amen. The second scripture, or actually the first scripture we started with, Psalm 61. The anointing is there to heal the brokenhearted. So we have to understand this. The word and the anointing in our lives is what is going to break the yoke of pain over us. Most people don't like that, but that should excite you because you know what God is doing? God is handing you the sword, and he's saying, you kill the giant. You know what the children of Israel, man? Remember, they had a promise from God. This is all yours. All this land is yours. Oh, but God, there's giants in the land. Don't worry, I'm with you. Here's a sword. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God, can't you just kill them? Can't you just strike them dead? And the Bible tells us this. The Bible tells us that when Joshua went into the land, that he possessed the land 
little by little so that the beasts of the field and the things that were there would not overtake them. You know what that talks about? God was interested in growing his people up. God was trying to get the slave mentality that they had in Egypt out of them so that they could possess their promise. And you know what he's trying to do to you? The exact same thing. So do you have pain in your life? It's time to grow up and grow out of it. As you grow in the word, because remember, he sends his word and it heals us. As you experience the anointing in church and in your own life, what begins to happen? The anointing heals. And the third thing is this. If you're going to get healed from pain, you've got to use your weapons. What is your weapon? The word of God coming out of your mouth. I talked to you, I talked to you guys last year about the keys to the kingdom. One of the keys of the kingdom is believing and speaking. Mark eleven twenty three tells us this. You can have what you say. You can have what you say. How did you get saved? You came to an altar and you said, Jesus, forgive me, be the Lord of my life. What is that? Believing and confessing. That's how your spirit came alive. That's how your sins were forgiven. Believing, confessing. Guess what? Everything you're going to get from God in your life is going to come the exact same way. Believing and speaking. You want to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Believe it and speak it. You want to get that new position at your job? Believe it and speak it. You want to get over that pain? Believe it and speak it. God, I forgive them. God, I'm set free from that pain. You've healed my pain. You've healed my heart. I forgive my father. I forgive my mother. I forgive my ex. I forgive my husband. I forgive them. I forgive them. And Lord, I thank you that your word is healing the pain. You do that every day, you'll outgrow that pain. You'll outgrow that pain. Instead of sitting there and crying about not having a father, oh, I know, I know I'm getting insensitive here, but track with me now, track with me. Instead of sitting there and complaining that your mom didn't do anything for you, it's time for you to quit rehearsing it and grow up. It's time for you now to take the word and the anointing and believe and speak. Father, even though I didn't have a dad, you have healed my heart. Even though I didn't have a father, Lord, I'm going to be successful because everything you get comes through believing and speaking. I don't know about that. Well, then you don't know about your salvation. When you came to the altar, did somebody knock you down? Did a beam of light come from heaven and strike you? Probably not. For most of us, when we come to the altar, it's pretty uneventful. I've never seen anybody glow in the dark up here when they were getting saved. I've still never seen anybody levitate. Or like the Blues Brothers, you know, they come down the altar doing the flips and stuff. Still ain't never seen that. Usually what I see is I see broken people who believe. And they come to this altar and they say, God, forgive me. Be the Lord of my life. And although nothing outwardly changes, they leave church different. And you experienced it, and I experienced it. What I'm trying to get you to understand is everything else you get from heaven comes the same way. Are you tracking with me? But I got to get you to quit complaining and start declaring. 
the word, declare his word, declare the anointing over your life, and begin to tell yourself. Because here's, here's the thing. If you don't choose to be healed and outgrow this pain, this pain will make sure you continue the cycle. Let me scare you a little bit. Because for some of you, the worst, the worst fear that you have is that you will become just like the person that hurt you, your dad, your mom, your ex. And people say, oh, I hope I, I'll never be like my dad. You know what? You're going to be just like him unless you get over that pain. Yeah. Oh, no, I ain't. You don't know me. You better shut up. I'll run up there and punch you, pastor. <laughs> it's sensitive. I know. It's real sensitive. It's real sensitive. But you need to hear this. You're going to be just like him unless God gets involved. What does an apple seed reproduce? An apple. Every seed produces after its own kind. If you come from parents that hurt you and you don't get over that pain, you're going to be just like them. Only thing that breaks the cycle is the power of God. No, you don't know me. You don't know me. Hey, I heard that 25 years in ministry. People just like you say that they ain't going to do it, end up doing it. This is why this is so weighty today, folks. God is saying, people, you got to grow. It's time to grow up. Because here's the thing. If you continue the cycle, you know who pays the price? Your kids and their kids. Because that iniquity is visited upon the second and third generations. Isn't it, isn't it much easier to just deal with the pain and let God get involved and change you and stop the pain? That way it doesn't keep going. See, you're trying not to be like your mom and dad out of straight will. Oh, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to be like my dad. That's like a cat going, I'm not going to be a cat. I'm going to be a dog. <laughs> Meow, rough. You know, it ain't going to happen. It's the nature. It's the nature. It's there. Unless, here's what has to happen. I know that was crazy, right? <laughs> but you get the picture. This is why the Bible says you're a new creature. You're a new creature because the old creature you are is reproduced after the seeds you came from. So if your mama was a liar, don't talk about my mama, Pastor, but I'm just, I'm just saying, hang with me. You're a liar. If your daddy was crazy, you crazy. I know it's hard. It's a hard word. If your daddy ran from his problems, guess what's in you? If your mama was a worrier, if your mom was afraid of everything, guess what's in you? But that's what's awesome about Jesus. Because when we come into him, guess what happens? We're a new creature. My bloodline is his bloodline now. It ain't theirs. That's what makes this thing so powerful. So now what begins to happen is this bloodline still tries to affect me. But I got to, I got to grow in God. And when I grow in God and I take responsibility to get free from the seed of pain, it cannot reproduce in me no more. So who hurts you? It's not their responsibility to come heal you. You've got to use the tools of the word and the anointing, and you have got to outgrow your pain. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to grow up.
And it's not just time to grow up just because. It's because some of the, the yokes that are on you, they're never going to leave. And so here's what we do. We wait for a prophet. We wait for a prophetic word. And those are good, and we have those here. Those are awesome, and those are good things. But let those things be the cherry on top, the cream, the, the, the extra push. We're not designed to live on an outward anointing. An outward anointing that comes on a man of God, an apostle, a prophet, or somebody like that, that outward anointing is a push. It's a breakthrough. It's a help. We're not called to be drug addicts to the anointing. There's some Christians, they're like drug addicts. When they come to church, oh, I just want to get hands laid on me. I need, I need hands laid on me. I need this. I need that. No, you got an anointing in you. Use it. Grow it. Well, how do I grow it? Believe and speak. Believe and speak. Pastor, I'm hurting. Every day you wake up, say, God, I forgive my dad. I forgive my wife. I forgive them. Even though it still hurts, I trust that your word and your anointing is healing my pain even now. You do that for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, you'll be a different person. Are you tracking with me? It's, it, it's that simple. But you've got to stay on track because remember one of the pain points, pain will not leave unless you participate in the exit of the pain. Amen? It's not going to leave unless you participate in the exit of it. Right? Let's stand on our feet. It's time that we come out of a, a season of pain. It's time that we come out of some of the things that are destroying us. Just close your eyes for a moment. Father, we can't change our nature, Lord. As much as we don't want to, we are the product of what birthed us until we become new creatures. Until we decide we're not going to live as the old creature. We're going to be the new creation. But Father, the same way that we received you into our lives by believing and confessing, believing and speaking. I just declare right now that the anointing that resides in each person would begin to work every day as they wake up, as they spend time with you and they say, God, I forgive those that trespass against me. Come on. You taught us to pray that in the Lord's prayer. You said every day, this is how you pray. I forgive those who have trespassed against me. As we say that every day, Father, I believe the anointing within will begin to grow. And, we, and, the, and the yoke of pain, that thing that causes us to be bitter, that thing that will try to make us be like the people that hurt us, will begin to leave our lives. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, maybe there's some of you here today, you're not serving God. You don't know what it is to be a new creature. You need to find out. And maybe you were serving God at one time, but you've walked away from him and you've returned to your old nature. It's time that you get back on track. If you're here today and you say, I, I, need, I need to get my life right with God. I need to get back on track. Just slip up a hand. We want to pray for you today. Yeah, I see that hand. I see that right there. Anybody else? Yeah, I see that, bro. I see that. Anybody else? Yes. I want you to do one other bold thing right now. That thing is I want you to come to the front right here so we can pray with you. 
Just get out of your seat and just come forward. We're not going to embarrass you. But listen, you got to mean business. Come on, come on down right now if you raised your hand. Let's give them a good hand clap as they come. I just want to pray with you. I just want to pray with you. Come on, come on down. Now you raise your hand. Yeah. Did you raise your hand? Did you raise your hand? Come on down. Don't be, don't be ashamed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you, bro. I see you in a bit. It's good to see you back. What's up, bro? Let's, let's pray with them right now. And as we just said, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, God's going to come into your life. He's going to make you a new creature. You might not feel any different, or you might. But the Bible says if we do this by faith, he will come and he will make us his. Let's all pray this together with them. Come on, let's confess and Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Be the Lord of my life. I know I haven't done everything right. But I ask you to forgive me for my sins, for my mistakes, and help me live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give them a good hand clap. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. But listen, Pastor Cheeto is going to take you guys right over here, and everybody else will wait for you. He's going to pray with you if you have any uh, specific needs, and Jessica's going to help him. If you have any specific, now I was going to say Pacific, specific needs, they're going to pray with you guys, and we're so glad that you've answered the call to get things in line with God. Amen. So just follow Pastor Cheeto right there. Amen. Give him a good hand as they go. Did y'all get something today? Listen, we got to grow up. We got to grow. We got to grow not just for the sake of getting bigger, but getting better. Because as we grow, the anointing in us begins to break off the things that wouldn't leave before. And there might be addictions. There might be things that you keep going back to. If you will focus on the word and the anointing in your life, you will begin to break the yoke over your life that's been holding you back so many times. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you back here next Sunday. Have an incredible week. Don't forget, if you're being a part of the new members class, it's going to take place right over here in D17. If you want to head on over there, we'll join you in just a few minutes. God bless you. If you're waiting for those that are being prayed for, they won't be long. Amen.